If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Who's really to blame, the briber or the bribee? The college admission scandal explained. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Usually Saturdays from 3 to 6. Today I'm on Sunday, 12 to 2, so I am live in studio. And I am... Uh, celebrating St. Patrick's Day today, despite my name and appearance, I am actually a dual citizen of the United States and Ireland, as my two of my grandparents emigrated from Ireland long, long time ago, probably before there were uh, immigration laws, except for there was a law that you could not come in if you were sick. So my grandmother, who was one of 13, I believe she was the youngest of 13 because she used to call herself the shake of the bag. <laughs> I couldn't explain to her that that has numerous meanings. But anyway, her sister had saved and saved for passage. And when it was time to go on the ship she had a ticket for, she was sick and she knew they wouldn't let her in. They would just turn her back. So she asked if anybody wanted her ticket, and my grandmother took the ticket, and she came to New York, and she never left. I believe she never stepped foot off uh, the island of kind of Brooklyn and Long Island. So uh, happy St. Patrick's Day for the people who celebrate it. And I was actually thinking that St. Patrick's Day, the thought occurred to me yesterday. I thought, you know, the way things are going in Ireland that they've really embraced the new social uh, zeitgeist, I guess. I think the prime minister's um, gay and the they just imported a lot of expats to vote for uh, to change the constitutional amendment that forbids abortion. And I thought, you know, how many Irish people, new Irish, you know, younger generation are celebrating St. Patrick who converted the Irish to Catholicism. I think St. Patrick was Italian and he came and converted the Irish, which was a cause for celebration. But now they they uh, really emphasize scandals coming out of the church. And I don't I mean, I was raised Catholic and I was never taught to worship the church. And I was actually taught since I was born that the church was infiltrated by a lot of corrupt influences. So in my mind, what's happening in the church is a validation of my parents' criticisms of the church as I was growing up, although they were considered too conservative. But I had wondered if St. Patrick's Day would go the way of Columbus Day, become demonized. And funny enough, when I woke up this morning, I saw two, the first... Two headlines I saw. One was from the AJC saying uh, Savannah's outraged at the mess that St. Patrick's revelers left in their square. And I was wondering, I've never seen that headline before. And 
I've been to Savannah. I think they're, they they get their fair share of revelers. I'd be surprised if people are usually neater. And St. Patrick's Day is a big holiday, so maybe this is like unprecedented, you know, big kind of revelers holiday. Perhaps it's unprecedented, but it seemed weird to me. And then uh, the Wall Street Journal, their, their headline that I got, first Wall Street Journal headline I got today was more Catholics considering abandoning the church. <laughs> It says 37% said they were questioning this year whether to remain part of the church, up from 22% in 2002. I find that actually kind of hard to believe, that a third of all Catholics are questioning this year whether to remain part of the church. Uh, That's a lot. One in three. Anyway, um, then I got, so I tweeted about it, and I got an interesting tweet uh, from Mr. Eric saying, uh, St. Patrick's Day equals Ireland and Irish equals nation state. The concept is incompatible with globalism, one government, one monoculture. All these holidays based on one specific culture or country will slowly be extinguished and replaced with global celebrations, i.e. Earth Day, Women's Day. I think that's a very interesting point. And when you hear stuff like that, it's that itself, like when you talk about the nation state, that gets demonized as well as being nationalism, which then calls to mind these ideas of ethnic cleansing and genocide, which have definitely happened in many places and many times over history. But the upside of national affinity or ethnic affinity or religious communities or even just your local community, regardless of how you define it, your little league community, if you get to know each other and you you know that you have shared values and you know you can trust each other, then you can support each other in the down times without thinking that you're being scammed. And that is a powerful antidote to the fear that the welfare state uh, lives on is this idea that there's an alternative, a close-to-home alternative of people you can trust. And that is, I believe, why they, that those who want that central power, who want to be above, uh, who want, you know, maybe world government or even just power at the top, they need to break those bonds at the bottom. So uh, just beware of that. It's a what to watch out for, a hashtag WTWOF, which I thought would catch on by now. I'm the only one who uses it, but that's okay. What to watch out for. And uh, so that actually reminded me of something I found uh, interesting that made me dig into the college admission scandal. Binkley had pointed out to me, my producer and sidekick, um, who was stuck in uh, marathon traffic. So maybe he'll be here. I'm here. Oh, <laughs> I didn't wear green, so they wouldn't let me back on the highway. Oh, funny. Um, so the uh, so what I have is what I was thinking about. What you were saying to me was that uh, the Lori Lachlan story. See, I'm thrown off because you're in the screener area. You have to come into the main studio so I can see your face. But uh, listen, so so what you were saying about the Lori Lachlan thing was that she was, you, you thought, 
it was interesting that she's an, a kind of outspoken Christian conservative, I guess, and I found out that she's a Catholic from Queens, and that maybe that's why she was targeted here. And I thought, in any case, that maybe uh, it she was emphasized because of that, that they don't like having people who are successful. She's actually pretty successful in the Hallmark Channel and her other career. And I, I do think that this is making me think that they are really, really trying to purge anybody who has any kind of political ideological diversity from those positions. And so, so here's the background of the college scandal. If you haven't heard it, it was around the clock news earlier this week. And then it got pushed out by the story of the shooting in New Zealand, which we covered thoroughly yesterday. And, and what ha- and you can listen to that podcast on Tuesday or Wednesday. I think we'll have it up on the prop report on Wednesday. On Wednesday, if, yeah. Yeah. So what happened with the college admission scandal was, and it, 50 people were arrested, some rich and whatever, powerful, I guess not, not that powerful, rich, rich and famous people were caught up doing things to get their kids into college that uh, they were supposedly paying people off, lying about whether the kids were involved in athletics, were paying people to take their entrance exams, all this stuff that... Uh, I have an article that the first article that came up kind of sets the tone for the story and how it's been covered. Uh, college admission scandals likely tip of the iceberg, the Daily Signal. This was the first thing that came up, even though I don't know this website. The recently disclosed college admission scandal has angered everyone because it involves the classic vices of greed, lying, subterfuge, dirty money, snitches, and cheating. It also underscores the notion that the rich play by a different set of rules and that the college admissions process is not based on merit. By unsealing the indictment and criminal complaint against 50 people, the Department of Justice pulled back the curtain on the whole sordid underworld of side-door, backroom, dirty deals reached by select parents, coaches, college board administrators, and others who allegedly put status and greed over fairness and merit. Each defendant, who is presumed innocent, faces serious criminal consequences given the information contained in the indictment and criminal complaint. All right, so that's the story you're hearing. That's the feeling you're getting. And I, because of what Binkley said, I dug in a little bit to this and, and found that Lori Loughlin, who is the actress who's getting the most bad press on this, she was let out on a million-dollar bond. First of all, like I question what, what is the federal crime here? Like bribery of, of whom? of college coaches for a private college? Is that, can you get jail time for that? Could the coach get jail time for that? He would get fired. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a betrayal of his trust at the university. So I was already a little bit skeptical of how much publicity this was getting and what was behind the story. And then I, when I dug into Lori Lachlan's case in particular, I don't find that, I I wonder if she was extorted. I wonder if she really knew what she was doing because the guy who arranged it has turned state's witness, I guess, or whatever they call it, co- cooperating witness, 
And he was quite a smooth talker. So I, from what I can tell, I'm going to read you what's in the affidavit by the FBI. And so you can see how I think this is really being twisted, that it's propaganda for political purposes. I wonder, they, they can't afford a few agents to investigate Pizzagate. Pizzagate sounds like a psychological operation to me. I don't know what's behind it or whatever, but it seems like a story that's meant to create division. The, whether it's preposterous or not, I mean, anyone who's dealt with child services knows the slightest allegation can get your children taken away from you until it is resolved. So it's not like you have to be tried and convicted to have a, a child abuse investigated with full force. Why they couldn't afford a few agents to really uh, do a thorough investigation and, and put out an 80-page affidavit pro or con on the allegations around Pizzagate, but they can spend all that time doing this, is curious in itself. But how it's being spun and how these people are being targeted, I think, is interesting. Because what you're hearing in the media, I'm sure this is the first time anyone's heard this, because I'm the first person, uh, and prompted by Binkley, to question... What's going on here? So, yeah, they are presumed innocent. And let's dig in a little bit on that. But really, I want to talk about on, on a bigger level why it's so important to have a credential and does it have real value? What is the value there? And is it even a bit of a moral hazard to twist your kid's arm to really make sure that they get into a school? Because these people are paying. They're, they're overpaying. But a lot of kids are taking out debt and then living with that. So how does that, does that make sense? Do we need to just take a step back and wake up? 404-872-0750, 800-WSB-TALK, uh, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Everything you do is being watched by some all-seeing eye. On News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. Nice. Thanks for the music. I uh, I love St. Patrick's Day. I'm sorry. I know it's gonna get it's gonna get uh, pushed out. No fun. Uh, but anyway, it's not okay. But I will always celebrate it. How about that? Everybody loves corned beef and cabbage. So Binkley, now that you're in your in the big chair with me, what? Uh, how is your? What what's going on out there? There is a 18-hour marathon still ongoing, it feels like. <laughs> the Leprechaun Marathon, I guess. Stragglers. Yeah. Guys who stayed out too late last night. The people who didn't train <laughs> as well as those who home. finished earlier. <laughs> what? The people who finished two hours ago really trained for this marathon, not the <laughs> ones that are still out. <laughs> those are the guys just trying to find their way home from the party. <laughs> and they grabbed a number. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so this, this college thing, you... As I'm telling you the details of this, I think this guy, William Singer, who's cooperating with the FBI, who ran this thing, what he did was he had a charitable organization, 401C, and people like Lori Loughlin, for example, contributed to that $400,000. And I'm going to read you their exchange about that, their interaction about that. There is no smoking gun. And then the other money they gave was two $50,000 checks to somebody in the athletics department at USA, which they could easily have thought was actually in support of the athletics department. What It seems like what they did, they didn't, it, I can't see anywhere where they're accused of having somebody take their kid's college exam or anything like that. 
they uh, what it does seem they did that was dishonest was that they applied the girls as coxswains for a crewing club, a crew club, <laughs> and that you know why? Why is that funny? A, a crew. USC is a film school. Her daughter is a successful YouTuber. That's perfect for a scholarship. And oh, they're, they're doing the. That is such a good point. I didn't think about that. She was so. That's the other thing. And, I mean, we have to get into this after the break, but the father writes to the guy who I think is the. Well, who is a scammer, but I think he's scamming them. He says, Oh, I'm acquainted with the USC athletic director. I'm going to Augusta, Georgia with him. Should I tell him that my daughter is applying? And the guy says, no. He wow. says, don't tell him. And uh, I'm going to tell you a little more about that wrinkle. And uh, But I do want to I want to take some calls about the bigger question, too. 404-872-0750. 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. And now for something completely different. On News 95.5 at AM 750. WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB. Saturdays from 3 to 6. Right now, I'm on from 12 to 2. It is St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. And uh, I'm open to calls. We're talking about the college admission scam. But I'm giving you an insight that I haven't heard anyplace else. And I think I'm onto something here. So it's a what I would call a what to watch out for if it turns out this way. I'll tell you what to watch out for. Lori Lachlan will cut a deal. I think... I actually think she was more of a victim. She did something wrong. I believe that she did uh, falsify her daughter's athletic engagement, that she said she was a coxswain at a a crew club, and she wasn't, from what I can tell. Uh, It's not, actually, it's not unequivocal that she wasn't, but from what I'm reading, but let's just say that's what she did wrong. But I believe that she was probably extorted a lot of money because $400,000 of the 500 she allegedly paid went to a charitable organization to help kids get into school. And because there's no IRS charge against Lori Lachlan and her husband, I have to believe they, I mean, I'm sure they took it off their, I, I assume they took it off their taxes. Maybe not, maybe they didn't. But if they took it off their taxes, because the guy who ran the, the charitable foundation is it does seem like that the fraud of the foundation is a big part of what he's in trouble for but they gave that money i think they might have actually thought they were giving charity and the other two checks they wrote for fifty thousand each went to a faculty member at the uh, usc athletics department again they might have thought they were just supporting the athletics program or that's the way it worked because that was this guy's scam this guy william singer I, one of the excerpts I read, he says, I, there's three ways to get in through the front door, just submit your application. And boy, is that a crapshoot? The back door where you give a ton of money publicly or the side door where you give less money to the athletic department or whatever, and you get in that way and let's do it that way. And this is why I think that, uh, I mean, the, these people, the Lachlan and uh, Janouli, that's her husband's name and her, the names of her daughters. They, Janouli was so well acquainted with the athletic director at USC 
that he was going on a trip with him and he asked the college admissions advocate, the scammer, if he should talk to him about his daughter's application. And the scammer says no, which is, of course, like a scammy thing to do. And he goes on to say, don't tell him because he said he thought I talked to him just the other day, which I don't believe. And he said he thought you were good for a million. But so don't do that. And the guy's like, oh, okay, I won't. So I believe these people were being, they went to this college consultant and were probably scared by the college consultant that they'd never get in. But as Binkley pointed out, the daughter is the first daughter, the first one to this, is a YouTube star. I mean, and that is not easy to be. You can't buy your way into that. She was generating real money. Easily over 100000 a year. I think she was making two fifty. dollars That would be my speculation. Oh, okay. I don't know, but I... That was a number I heard. Maybe it was your speculation. I looked at all of her statistics and her advertising. Right, right, The right. low end is 100. She's probably making close, to, in my opinion, to half a million a year. But in any case, I mean, that's exactly what USC film or media communications or whatever they do in Southern California would want somebody who masters that. Perfect I mean, candidate for a scholarship. Me, it's not easy. <laughs> so, no, it's not. So <clears throat> she obviously has a key to uh, that medium that takes some understanding she has a knack for it and and these so these people were super rich and i think they might have literally thought they were contributing to a charity and supporting the athletic program so i want to so let me read to you what did i did i read this I, i'm not going to read it again it's this guy this article college admission scandals likely tip of the iceberg the guy just lays out the conspiracy between the scammer and the parents and taking fake tests and all this kind of stuff or faking test scores. Uh, but what actually is in the Lori Lachlan section of the affidavit of the FBI, which is uh, over 200 pages. And I would like to see the over 200 page Pizzagate investigation. <laughs> the FBI. I don't, I actually, in my heart of hearts, people get annoyed with me for saying this, that I, that I don't think Pizzagate is, is anything i don't know i mean this stuff is weird but i don't buy into coded language stuff i can't if i can't verify it i mean that's really in my opinion uh, you know one step away from the emperor has no clothes like you just it's that's suspicious so but i can't prove or disprove pizzagate and neither can anybody else but that's the job of the FBI. That is a serious thing with serious victims. And I, I question even what the charges are here with the college admissions. Uh, as a matter of fact, I've got a couple of calls I want to I take. Bill and Mike, I wanna, I'm going to take you both. But let me just go to Mike first because he's about to touch on something that I thought from the beginning. I'm like scratching my head. So hold on a second. Mike... You hey, are on Monica. with Monica. Hi, Mike. From the very beginning, it seems strange to me, particularly because most of these are private institutions, unless they've generated some type of complaint. But um, maybe USC is a public facility yeah. and so forth. But um, the thing that uh, concerns me is uh, knowing, being familiar with uh, the southeast, some of the southeastern schools, most of these large universities have someone in their organization who's well-staffed, well-paid, to solicit contributions and keep the uh, beast fed. And uh, so 
uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they do investigate this, if some of those people are brought into it. So they'd probably come up with whatever, whatever means they can to solicit those funds by helping people get in and so forth. But at private institutions, unless they've raised a complaint, I mean, they've been complicit. But I, the, uh, I agree. Keep going. Uh, the, uh, but the, the overall thing is this. When we have national politicians, the President Obama, the Clintons, uh, on television misleading the entire paying public who's paying their salaries, this uh, uh, supposed brazen publicized move by the FBI is really kind of a weak uh, distraction from what they really ought to be doing to protect the public. And that's uh, called the task. Uh, the politicians who are intentionally misleading us. We have truth in advertising laws that private companies have to adhere to, but we can't somehow enforce some type of honesty requirement on behalf of the politicians and the news media via some type of FCC guideline regarding honesty. So this okay. is a you're going, you're hitting a lot of points, Mike, and I want to hit. I want to hit them right back. So I'm going to let you go, and I'm going to hit hit what you're talking about. First of all, I'm going to take the last thing first. Actually, when you have truth in advertising laws and other kind of regulatory imprimaturs that say this is good, to me that protects the industry from consumer scrutiny. And this might do the same thing. The FBI is saying, oh, we are going to. Maybe people are starting to get suspicious about the value of college. And they're going to say, and, and they notice this, that Jared Kushner's father gave two or three million dollars before he got into Harvard. And that's weird. <laughs> you know, that doesn't seem right, does it? Because now Kushner's in the White House all the time. So, <clears throat> so this might be a way to reinforce, reinstitute faith in those institutions that it's a favor to them uh i would and i so i think the free market without the fake assurance the full security of regulatory uh, rubber stamps is a better way to go and it would be better for these institutions to kind of have to prove themselves and not have to have outside okays but the but what you were saying, it, the private institution thing, I totally agree. The the law that these people are being charged with, the two things Lori Lachlan is being charged with, conspiracy to commit mail fraud. That's just conspiracy. First of all, is the FBI full of tinfoil hat nut jobs? They think there are conspiracies? There are conspiracies? Or are conspiracies only done by private individuals for small potato stuff and not by big people for big potato stuff? Hmm. <laughs> uh the only people who are immune from conspiracy are people who are inside government or the halls of power where they literally have closed door meetings. What yeah. are those? Those are all conspiracies. They have anyway. the medicine that prevents them from falling for it. The what? They have the, the medicine that prevents them from being deceived. Oh, yes, because they're only the most moral and upstanding people get to those positions. But the other thing they were... So, uh, so I looked into what even was mail fraud, which is the underlying of the conspiracy, which they are not being charged with. They are being charged. So the mail fraud talks only about money or property. It's uh, money or property being obtained by means of false or fraudulent pretenses. But they didn't obtain money or property. So there was. So I had to investigate further. And there was an amendment to that law later that added honest services. So it's not just money or property, but honest services. And that's been very narrowly... 
uh, address, narrowly read by the Supreme Court, who doesn't really like it. From what I could tell, I mean, I'm not writing a brief on it. I'm just trying to read it as a concerned citizen. So they, so, so then I would take it one step further. Honest services is already a stretch, but are they providing a service? Is a student providing a service to the school? I don't think so. So it could be argued in this case that this girl would have because she would have yes. been a, a great student for that school. Yes, but she's paying. Yeah, exactly. For the it's, that's why I, of, I totally agree with you that, of, that they yeah, were extorted. Of providing a service, and and in my mind, these people were all they were trying to do was pay ten times as much as that service is normally charged. Yeah, they were trying to pay too much for service. So what Mike said makes me think of this other thing. This. He said, you know, that's what they do. They give money, 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 money to the school. And the Janulis would have, could have given that money and knew the head of the athletic department. And it does work that way. So what I think is really going on is this guy, Singer. Now, I am speculating. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure it out. But I speculate there's a possibility that this guy, Singer, saw all that money. He was an advisor for people to get into school. So if he could get those kids into school for the 50 grand check he contributed on their, on their behalf to the athletics department, perhaps on the up and up, it could easily have been on the up and up because he could evaluate their applications and know whether they were getting in or not, or at least ask the admissions department, are they getting in? So he knew whether he had to go the extra mile. But 400,000 of the 500, they put in his tax-exempt foundation. And there's no evidence that he ever gave that to anybody else. So I think that he saw that money and said, I want a piece of that. You can get in for cheaper than that, and I will get their money, and I will keep it. He's running a big con is what he's doing. So let's talk about that after the break. i got to take a break. Oh, and hang on. Uh, Bill and Will, I'll get to you ASAP, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. It's like everything I've been brought up to believe was all made of bull****. On News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. 404-872-0750, 800-WSB-TALK. We're going to talk about more of this college admissions scam. And I think that I've got, I, I've uncovered a few more scams than what you're being told. I believe that we're being led to certain ideas about this that are not really what happened, not really the problem. But I'm open to talking about that aspect of college or even the broader picture. Is it worth it? Are school loans worth it? Is it okay that they are people pay to play? I mean, I, and are do you think your kids come out more of what you want them to be or less? After your average college education. I'm going to go to the phones. Will, you are on with Monica. Hi, Will. Hey, listen, Monica, you're awesome. And I was just going to say, I think that the attention and the focus and the conversation needs to be turned away from Hollywood. And it has to be focused on Washington and the political elite on the right and the left instead of this being talked about, you know, this happening and going on in Hollywood, this is most likely happening with the politicians' children. I imagine it's just an endless cycle. And until, you know, it gets, uh, the light gets shown on that, it's not really going to go anywhere, and this will just be in the news cycle 
just to entertain us. This is just bread and circus. And um, my fear is that it's not going to stay. It's not going to stay where it needs to be because this really is a, a new type of pay for play. That and it happens is, and it's been happening yeah. for years. I, and unless. God. Go God. ahead. <laughs> I got to stop you because I'm going into a break. So let me just respond and tell you this, that you made me think of something that I had not connected in this case, but I have absolutely literally changed my life and my idea of education and how to educate my children was when I started reading John Taylor Gatto, who pointed out John Taylor Gatto was a famous educator. And boy, if you don't know who John Taylor Gatto is, just find anything that he's written and read it. He or his video, people have made videos of him. He died recently, very sad. But I, so with him, he pointed out that the colleges aren't where the power is anymore anyway. It's at the high school level. That's when I realized that Obama was one of the elite. Because if you look at the people who graduated from his high school, you have a long list of prominent people. Or if you look at the people who graduated from my high school, not so much. And Gatto points out that there's this handful of high schools, a handful, where 80% of the senators came from. Something like that. Like, it, I, I, Well, that's what I remember. I don't know what the stats are now, but it made me realize that those high schools are the ones who are generating our leadership, and they're being taught something different. They're being taught how to influence people. And that critical thinking that we, that the masses are not getting. But we've got more on this big scam, the big con after the break. This is Monica Perez.